0: How I Became a Spy, Chapter 8 Learning to be a spy isn't easy. You have to think about each and every detail. I tried to remember what I'd read about surveillance in the notebook that morning. Especially the parts on what to do if you think you're being watched. Visit at least one crowded place. Do not go straight to your destination. Behave innocently and act naturally. I could do that. I would take crowded main streets. By now, it was Saturday afternoon. People were out shopping, waiting in queues with their ration books for meat or eggs or bread. It would be easy to keep to main roads and meander north to Baker Street instead of heading straight home. And as for that last point, what could be more innocent than a kid walking his dog? Walking a dog allowed for all kinds of starts and stops. L.R. and I trotted along quickly for a few blocks. Then I stopped to let her sniff. Stop! Sorry, Houdini was scratching the couch. Then I stopped to let her sniff. In one small park, I found a stick and threw it for her a few times until she got bored. That took about two minutes. Even though she was a spaniel, L.R. wasn't much of a retriever. After about 20 minutes, I was beginning to run out of ideas. Occasionally, I stole a backwards glance. The man was still trailing us, or at least he was still headed in the same direction. I wished I'd read more of the training notes in the notebook. Maybe I should have brought it with me. That wouldn't have done much good, though. I mean, I couldn't exactly holler, Hey, Query, can you stop while I read this next section? To become a real spy, I'd have to get better at memorizing. I needed to be more like my cousin Jeffrey, who was always bragging about the school prizes he won. That was one thing I liked about David. He was the smartest kid in our class, but he never made anyone else feel dumb. And then, on Regent Street, I had some luck. A bus stopped beside us at the curb, and a crowd of people inched forward, shoulder to shoulder, ready to board and get home out of the chilly air this is our chance i realized i snatched up lr and squeezed past murmuring pardon me soon there was a mass of heads and hats between the man and me when several pedestrians began to cross the road in front of the south bus i dashed out too i stayed well hidden from the middle of the group well hidden in the middle of the group keeping up with a tall broad gentleman I walked so close to him, he shot me a panicked look, as as if he suspected I might be a pickpocket. Or maybe he didn't like dogs. I smiled and tucked L.R. under my old jacket. Before, I'd been a boy walking a dog. Now, if the man with the dark eyes tried to pick me out of the crowd, he wouldn't see the telltale furry legs of a spaniel anywhere. Reaching the other side of the road, I pressed myself into a doorway. I looked across the street, standing on tiptoes. And there he was, ahead of us and on the other side. He hadn't seen us cross. We'd lost him. We did it, LR, I whispered. If he was following us, I bet he thinks we got on that bus. If he's thinking about us at all, and now he's our query, I grinned to myself. We can call him Q. I felt rather pleased with myself. I was already becoming a spy. I didn't have much time to stop and congratulate myself. I could easily lose lose Q in this crowd, and I was curious about where he might go. I turned my thoughts to the task at hand, trying to recall hints for being the watcher. It is often better to use the opposite side of the road. Check, I was already doing this. Keep something between yourself and the query. That meant I should try to stay behind other people. Easy with all of these shoppers out. Note your query's features so you can recognize him again. I could do that, too. I'd already gotten a good look at him. I'd noticed he had large ears and a high, sloping forehead. His nose was longish and his hair dark. It was his eyes you remembered, that clear, sharp stare. Still, it wouldn't be easy. Half the men in this part of London wore black coats and had dark hair. L.R. squirmed in my arms, but I didn't let her down and take the chance of a passerby wanting to stop and chat as they admired her long eyelashes and cute little snout. I saw Q enter a store and come out again with a small parcel. At the next intersection, he changed directions, turning left on Oxford Street. After that, he headed north toward Portman Square and Baker Street. We were now on Baker Street, exactly where I'd planned to go. A woman in front of me, pushing a pram, stopped short so she could adjust her baby's blanket. I tried to step around her. The woman cooed when she saw Little Rue in my arms. Why, hello, lovely. Isn't she a darling? Oh no, here we go. I smiled and said hastily, um, your baby is cute too. Have a nice day now. I sprinted around the pram and trotted along. I didn't want to lose Q after all this. I glanced across the street just in time to see him slip into what looked to be an office building. Surprised, I stepped back, hiding in the doorway of a shop. I let little Rue down so she could sniff at the sandbags that were piled up to prevent fire from spreading when bombs hit. There didn't seem to be anything special about the building. It was made of gray stone, about six stories high. My eyes stayed glued to the windows. All at once, I spied the silhouette of a man's head in the second-floor window. I saw him glance outside, so I stepped back out of sight. When I looked again, he was gone. The window was dark. He must have drawn the blackout curtains, even though it wasn't yet dusk. It had all happened quickly, but I'd had time to recognize him. My query was in there. I waited five minutes, but no one came out. I decided to cross over for a closer look. It was numbered 64 Baker Street. A small plaque on the building read, Inter-Services Research Bureau. I frowned. What in the world did that mean? As L.R. and I stood there, a large, shiny black dog approached, pulling its owner toward the door. L.R. froze, but the other dog seemed more interested in going inside. It waved its thick black plume of a tail and nosed at the door, making a low whining sound. Just as I'd done, the woman with the dog glanced curiously at the sign. Aha, she murmured, so this must be where he goes. Pardon me? I said, as L.R. tried to hide behind my legs. At that moment, the door began to open. I snatched up Little Rue quickly and turned, walking a few paces away to gaze at the window of a shoe shop. I shot a quick glance behind me, keeping my face hidden. But it wasn't Q. This man was older. "'Julia, what are you doing here?' he said, his voice sharp. "'I could ask you the same question,' she replied. "'I couldn't see her face, but I could hear the surprise in her voice. "'What is this place?' "'Never mind that. But how did you find me?' "'I haven't been prying, if that's what you think. "'Hero led me right here,' she says.' He knows the way, I guess, from you taking him to work. I didn't wait to hear more. Ducking my head, I scurried off. At the next corner, I took a right on Dorset Street. I'd head back to Soho along quiet side streets. Maybe I am starting to think like a spy, LR, I said softly, stopping to let her down. Because it sounded to me as if that man's wife didn't know where he works. Now, why wouldn't he tell her? I thought about it for all of a minute. The answer seemed clear. The Inter-Services Research Bureau must have something to do with the war. And suddenly, the words I'd read in the notebook that morning came back to me. Sometimes SOE agents are called the Baker Street Irregulars, like ragtag bunch of urchins Sherlock Holmes relied on to gather information. And of course, our headquarters are there, though you wouldn't know it from the sign on the building. Could the Inner Services Research Bureau be a cover for the SOE, the Special Operations Executive? I shivered, and my stomach growled. It felt like I'd been on my feet for hours. Finally, we turned into Broadwick Street. I was about to enter Trenchard House when I heard footsteps come up rapidly behind me. Someone grabbed my arm hard. Where is it? A voice hissed in my ear. I know you have it.